0: Raising Unicorns! Brothers! Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of Raising Unicorns. I have with me, again, Kaelin Snow.
1: Thank you. Nice to be
0: here. So today, we're doing a book review. Yes! Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a book throwdown! Today we're doing a book review for this book right here.
1: Yep, Video Marketing by John Moat.
0: I don't Mowat? know if I
1: said his last Mowat. name
0: right. Moat. Moat. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to Mowit? say this. Sounds a little more. Rudes. Rowads. This was a. This was a big book. This is a dense. <laughs> it's a dense book. This is kind of crazy because he's coming from a different, uh, an agency background. It's mm-hmm. like a more of a, I would say, a traditional agency, but he has a really forward thinking kind of approach to creative that feels more modern and contemporary to like the ad buying environment that we're in versus a lot of like people who come out of the traditional agency world. They, I think in old school media buying terms, I think in TV, like six flight week flights of like broadcast or radio, but like he has a really good handle on this and had a lot of really great use cases of like where this worked really really where here's an example of it where it's Mm -hmm. done well here's work I personally worked on at this agency
1: I think that's true about him um kind of having a different perspective than just like old school agency because he talks a lot about like the the push versus like the pull yeah like how you know usually advertisers are just pushing stuff to people but he's saying you also have to just have an always-on mentality where you can have content that's coming out that like pulls people in right it's engaging people. And it's more than just it. I mean, the brand can literally just be at the end of the video, as long as that like message of whatever they're making aligns with the brand, like Mm -hmm. he's like, go for it. You know, he talks
0: a lot later in the book about like questions to ask yourself before you make your content. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's funny. I don't know if you felt this way, Caitlin, but there was a lot of stuff that he said in here that were like processes we do use at like Harmon Brothers, but not in like the exact same Oh, way and phraseology. Like a lot of the method and process that he talks about for crafting the messaging, crafting the actual like creative itself. Mm -hmm. Like they're all processes that we've
1: kind of organically stumbled into through trial and error, I would say. Yeah, like like one was talking about how like you don't want your, you want your ad to be long enough, but like not a second longer. Yeah. Right? And we do that all the time. It's like, we're not trying to like make a three minute video or a 15 second video. It's like, how much can we like show the customer to make them want it without like boring them or giving them too much information that actually isn't going to like push them to buy, you know?
0: Yeah, because we always get that question like, when we're dealing with new clients, they're always like, Oh, you guys seem to have like the formula down, like, just like you nailed it. So like, what's the perfect length of video? And the answer, it's, it's a, it's a dumb answer. Like they not a dumb answer, but it's like kind of a boring answer <laughs> if you say it depends. But I think the more interesting and more, I think what we usually say in the office and like around the creative process is make it exactly as long as it needs to be and not a second longer. Mm-hmm. He get, you know, this is the, the book he talks about it, like making it so it's, Exactly as long as it needs to be to convey the message, mm-hmm. but don't go any longer than that. Because then you're, if you go cross over that threshold where it's too long and you're losing people, you've kind of like lost the, the benefit you had by the good part of your ad that's actually clearly conveying the message, and you're just like, oh, now this ad's too long. This is boring me. Right. I'm no longer engaged.
1: Past, or it's just too much. Like it's also just too much information. Or too much information. It it can information. Be confusing, yeah. You know. Exactly. And because one of our Lines is the confused customer, never buys, right? And I think it's
0: super easy, too. Like, when we have, co- like, products that come to us who are, like, complicated products or, like, ones that might take a little bit of education, which are most of the products that come to us, because, like, we give a lot of education in our, in our content. But, like, it's really easy for, especially founders and people who are mm. inventors of the product to be, like let's get into the technical details on this thing. And like, they really want to dive into right. like the nitty gritty. Cause
1: it's, it's what makes their product unique. <laughs> but as far as the experience of the customer, some of those things, they don't they care, care, care about. about. Yeah. yeah. And like,
0: yeah. it's like, we got to distill it down to like, what's the one thing that you want the customers to take away from this? Like the one like benefit that they will receive yeah. from your product that is different than anything else. And let's build the whole campaign creative around that. And these other ancillary things might be something you do in retargeting things. It might be something you do, make content for, for your website. It might be stuff that they just experience when they get the the product and they Mm -hmm. use it. And it's like a kind of a nice added delight. There's a couple of scripts where it's gotten out of hand here where clients (laughs) have been like, let's shove this in, let's shove this in, let's shove this in. And I feel like more often than not, we'll test those things. And we end up stripping a lot of it down to like the more, more like refined very sp- specifically focused on like the one or two things that like really make the product different that like yeah. ends up being the best performing asset
1: you know there's always the studies how like people value something more if it's already theirs like like the oh, classic right. example that's is right. like how much would you buy this mug for it's like 75 cents and it's like okay but it's your mug how much would you sell it for and they're like five dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so so he's talking about how like with your phone in your hand like looking at an ad like or a product like, you already feel like it's yours mm-hmm. more so. And they found that just, like, like there's more um, more sales through, you know, mobile than, like, on a desktop. And part of that is the psychology of feeling like it's already yours and owning That's it. That's
0: such a bizarre, yeah. like, thing. It's crazy. And, like, it makes me, like, I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. I have, like, such, it's funny. As, as the CEO of an advertising agency, <laughs> <UHC>, I <laughs> yes. have really weird feelings about, like, how intrusive like mobile phones are but like Mm. how much we our whole business depends on them
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're like so i don't
0: want to lobby for more (laughs) restrict i'm not saying that you just just target phones because they make people buy crap more but like maybe do that because it converts better.
1: <laughs> well, I look at my spending habits or buying habits and I will buy something faster on my phone oh, yeah. than I do on my laptop. Like my laptop, I'm like researching something. It's usually like something that I'm taking two or three months to like, yeah, do I really want to buy this? Whereas like I'm buying, you know, like clothes or gifts or like kid things, stuff for school. Like Super I'm buying fast. all that stuff fast on my phone. Yeah. So he, it's interesting how he talks about that. Um, and then kind of a secondary idea, which didn't go into as much as like, because the phone, like, is you're holding it in your hand, it almost feels like yourself, like
0: an extension, a, of an you. extension
1: of you. Yeah. So that's like another reason why it's so easy to reach people. Yeah. Like on mobile versus like, you know, a billboard or something.
0: There's a section of the book where he talks about seven questions you should ask mm-hmm. yourself before you start making creative. And this is the part that I thought was that paralleled a lot of the questions that we've kind of internally kind of crafted over the years or, mm-hmm. or through trial and error have realized we should ask ourselves this mm-hmm. and adjust for this in scripting or the brief process mm-hmm. to make sure we're on point for our creative and how it comes out in the end. Because that's the worst thing is when you do it wrong and then you get to the end you're like i think we missed the mark like, uh, how could we have prevented this yeah. so yep. i think we've got some stop gaps in place and some of these questions are really good questions to to kind of go through to make sure you have your creative crafted in the way that you want to go against the goal you have in mind
1: yeah and i feel like he he really set up this like part of the book really well because yeah he can show what can be done, the different types of videos. He's talked about the psychology behind it, but it's like now the rubber meets the road, you mm-hmm. know? And like, this is very like practical, like advice that he's giving. And, um, like you're right. There's just so many ways that like you can deviate. And mm-hmm. so these questions just kind of help you like, stay know on, stay on the straight and narrow. Yeah. And know what that path is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to decide, okay, what is success and stuff? So yeah. And that's literally the first one was like, it's what are your campaign goals?
0: Uh, the next question is, he says, who are, you talking to, which is a huge, this is a huge thing of like really nailing down who your audience is. Do your research, guys. Do your research.
1: Preach. <laughs> research. And that moves into the next one was, you know, what ask yourself, what are you going to say, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of that is is found based on like, again, finding that target audience. You're either testing and you're talking with them. Like you're not asking leading questions, <laughs> you know, like they say in like, you know, court, like that's a leading question. Like really, I found it's most helpful when it's like, Even on, like, scripts or videos, just asking them, what was the main point? Mm -hmm. Like, what is this ad? What did you take away from this? Yeah, telling you. In one sentence, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so the next one he says is, where is your audience? This Mm -hmm. is a really big one. And I, I would even put this higher up on the order, only because... Where is your audience? It determines like what kind of platform you're going to be on. Are you going to be on connected TV? Are you going to be on linear? Are you going to be on Facebook? Are you going to be on Instagram? Are you going to be on YouTube or TikTok? Because a lot of this, like you have to decide the channel and it dictates a lot of the style for the format, right? Because they're very different, like. YouTube ads are very different from TikTok ads. And he
1: emphasized that a lot. Like it's like you can't just make one video that's going to like work for all of them, pick what you want to where you're going to show it and then make it accordingly. Yeah. When are you talking to your viewers? It's talking about what point of the funnel, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Are Are you talking to your viewer? Like is this like... They've never heard of you before you know or have they been considering you or are you like a higher luxury item they've heard about you for a while but they kind of need to know like the final like education or details like that way for a push okay so
0: let's keep going down through these questions these are really good ones yeah so number six uh how uh, will you activate your campaign or broadcast your campaign so i think this right. is like you know he talks about the different channels and what you can do where it's like. Paid media, which is obviously mm-hmm. like you're going on to YouTube, you're going on to Meta, you're going on to TikTok, like you're actually putting mm-hmm. paid ad spend Google behind AdWords, it. Yep. Yeah. And then there's like earned like this is ones that's like you know where you're doing it through seo where you're putting it out on like organic blog posts can be searched or like pr where you're doing a press release and Mm -hmm. trying to get picked up by publications also
1: just shares oh yeah just just sharing just shares or, or like yeah with pr you know if it's like the squatty potty video was just so absurd and different that like so many people were sharing it yeah and then i'm pretty sure there were like you know like little news like segments of like the pooping unicorn da da yeah know?
0: yeah
1: and then the last one is
0: your own channels which is mm-hmm. like that's like your website that's like your own instagram that's like just like your organic like places you have control over publication mm-hmm. and then the normal traffic coming into those different areas or seeing that organically you know coming in that way okay and then the last question um what are your campaign KPIs and, and metrics? I thought this was interesting because like the the I think this is really we talked about this on the top, like the very first one. I was like, what's the goal mm-hmm. of the campaign? I feel like right after that, you should discuss, okay, the goal is to get sales. Okay, it's like, okay, what KPI are we looking at? Are we looking in total sales? Are we looking at track sales, are we looking in like mm-hmm. you know, retail sales? Are we looking on direct-to-consumer sales? But they're
1: using it as a bookend of, Yeah. like after you've decided who you're talking to, what you're saying, where you're saying it. Yeah. Which is smart because like the KPIs are going to be different if you're like doing a CTV versus, you know, like Mm -hmm. a TikTok. And what was cool with this book is he talks about like, okay, if you're going to do it internally, like here's the things you need. And if you're going like making the actual ads and if you're going to do it externally, like here's the things to ask the agency. So Mm -hmm. like he also like you know, is kind of speaking to not just marketers, but like people who have products and like who want to obviously have their products marketed. It was like a good kind of guide of like, here's how to talk to an ad agency and to make sure that like they're the right fit
0: for you. I think the more we talk to people, like um, uh, the more I talk to people on business development, I think what it comes down to is like having a sound strategy where and how you're going to use the content is like a huge piece because anybody can like not anybody but like a lot of people can make like a video that gets engagement or or Mm -hmm. that like is very entertaining but like does it actually work against the objectives you set out the goals of the campaign Mm -hmm. the KPIs are we actually driving sales you know what I mean like there's a lot of stuff you can miss even if it does have like a high level of engagement and is entertaining you know but if you get the strategy and like those kind of core goals like centered around everything like that you do creatively and execution-wise, mm-hmm. then you're going to be fine. This is a great read. Yeah, this, this took me a Five-star really review time. right 5 there. Star. It's really <laughs> great. has a ton of information. Yeah. I think it's really helpful to understand, like, both on the mechanics, like a theory level of why video works, as well as, like, down to, like, the strategy and mechanics yeah. of it. It's a really good book that kind of covers the whole gamut of, you know, why video marketing works in this modern age. I think it's a really great resource for yeah. people. Yeah. We have
1: summaries, too, so it's, like, even though it is big, like you can kind of take it in sections, and like I always I like reading a, a summary. It's like, oh yeah, that was what I read. That's right. <laughs> Cap, capturing all that. Yeah, yeah, and and then again, just like lots of examples. So go check it out. Thanks, Caitlin, so much. Appreciate your time. Thank you for watching Raising Unicorns. Subscribe now.